0: Today's episode is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. Haven't heard about Anchor? Well, let me explain. It's free. That's right. F-R-E-E, free. Anchor has many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then take your podcast and distribute it for you. It can now be heard on multiple podcasting platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your dream now.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Rough Cut Sportscast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, alongside your boy, A.J. Johnson. What's up, buddy? How's it going on this beautiful Wednesday? It is Wednesday, oh, I was about to say September. September. February 10th. How are you doing on this fine February day?
0: 2021 must have been too much for you already. You're trying to skip to the end. You know, I want to do something. I want to do something you like to do on this show and cut back behind the curtain. You know, I, I am just now noticing that wonderful graphic beneath me. That's that's pretty cool, man. That that's pretty dope. When when did when you do that? When you do which, that? Which
1: graphic are you talking about?
0: The rough cut graphic with Vinny and oh. AJ right there. Oh, I thought yeah. I thought
1: you were talking about the uh the social ones, and which uh obviously if we're just gonna get into the so I mean if you're gonna get into the I mean, I mean, it's only totally fair. <laughs> You're gonna swipe me up like that? That's cool. You know, I'm gonna get everyone to follow
0: us at this Rough Cut underscore Sports on Twitter. You know, they can come in here on Facebook at the Rough Cut Sports, and of course at Instagram at the Rough Cut Sports Cast. Go ahead and hit that like, hit that share, hit that follow. Go ahead and subscribe. But when you subscribe, watch a little bit of the video. Make sure it counts, and then tell somebody. Tell everybody.
1: And, of course, today's episode is brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles, the number one place to get all your sports memorabilia needs. And, AJ, we've got a little breaking news on the show. We feel like we're in the giving mood, okay? It's almost Valentine's Day. We're loving our listeners. We're loving our viewers. Well, guess what? We're running this bad boy. We're running it back. We're running it for two more days. We're giving you guys until Friday here Friday to follow, to sign up for this fantastic Super Bowl giveaway. It's a signed cleat from two time Super Bowl champion Brandon Jacobs. The, the rules are very, very simple. Make sure you like and follow our page and Halftime Sports Collectibles, make sure you share the post and go and tag three friends, okay? That is the most important thing here is that you're tagging the three friends in the comment. Make sure you're commenting and you're tagging those three friends I mean, we're doing it. We're we're doing this for you, beautiful people at home, giving you two more days to sign up for this fantastic giveaway, courtesy of Halftime Sports Collectibles. Yeah, I actually made this. Uh, I made the graphic right before the show. You know, we had a, a more behind the curtain stuff here. AJ and I, we had a little meeting with the Dan Patrick, the uh, head honcho over at Full Sail University's uh, sports casting program, and we we uh, we put a little video in, and we had some we had some pretty good feedback. But that's enough about us we've got a great <laughs> show ahead of us folks Though we are getting into the rough cut awards probably the most prestigious awards in all of sports i mean like all when these guys yeah. and when these teams get the award sent to them in the mail they're gonna be like oh my god this is the most amazing award that i've ever gotten i mean like if tom brady were to win this award maybe tom brady is on our list of award winners later on when he gets this award in the mail he's gonna be like Lombardi trophy move over the rough cut award move it's gonna be right here on the mantle that's what's happening I'm excited for this AJ are you are you excited to give out some awards they're not even gonna
0: say I'm going to Disney World anymore they're gonna say and now I'm waiting for my rough cut award that's how big it's gonna be our awards are the best and they're not so traditional you know you see the same thing every single year we got some other ones for you we're gonna go that route I am
1: excited I'm excited to
0: tell you why all of my awards are
1: are oh, the winners man. for sure? <laughs> oh man, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to see it. And fans at home, thank you guys so much for tuning into the Rough Cut Sports Cast. You guys at home, interact with us through the chat. We are going to be giving out awards, and you can tell us yourselves who you guys think should be award winners. If there's any other awards that you have in your head that you want to do, like worst haircut of the season, would go to Justin Herbert probably. You can comment that in the chat. Whatever you want, we are here to supply you the entertainment and the place, a safe place for sports fans to be sports fans. AJ, I have one question, though, for you before we get into our awards. The 2020 season's over, man. It's all over. The NFL season, unfortunately, has come to an end. And I want to know from you, what was your favorite storyline from this 2020 season?
0: Well, this may not be as great as you're hoping for, but I like the funny stuff. I I like the things that happen that you look at and it just gives you a chuckle. For instance, I like uh, Robbie Anderson down there in Carolina when he finally, for the first time, saw the uh, Carolina Panthers mascot and had no idea what kind of animal that was. And then (laughs) to find out that the name was Sir (laughs) Purr, and it wasn't even, oh, Sir Purr, I got that. It was more like Sir Purr. That that's what you call them, <laughs> like the disbelief of the mascot, and then one of my other favorite ones, John Gruden in his Oakland hat, just running up and down the sideline <laughs> representing for Oakland. I bet I bet Oakland loved that. Not to mention, before halftime, he had a Las Vegas hat. They were just ready to go with it. I thought that was a fun one, and people got to poke fun at. And then on the Super Bowl, the Streaker with the hot neon pink. Onesie with the thong on and the booty cheeks got a, going through. He's got
1: a broad. Pull your pants up, man. Pull your pants. <laughs> <That>, yeah, you, man. <laughs> that Kevin Harlan call was just yeah. believable. That was the, 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 the nice. light storylines were my fun
0: were, were some of my favorites. I like the fun stuff. I'm serious about the NFL all the other time. So to get a good laugh about some of the things, that's the that's the route I wanted to go.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna I I'm gonna one up you on the fun ones though because my favorite storyline of twenty twenty had to be like the nail biter <laughs> season that the Jacksonville Jaguars had going up against the New York Jets in the tank for Trevor just battle all the way out till the end. It was the Jets for such a long time, and then it was ours, and guess what? It's <laughs> ours it's ours we have yeah. our franchise we hopefully the Jaguars hopefully have their franchise quarterback for the future probably since this guy over here this where is he at this, this guy this is you know this guy is right here you know this guy is right here AJ right behind no me? clue that's David um, Lane Gabbert that is you know what's David funny Blaine- was I was joking and I was
0: like I thought that was Tom Brady but because I couldn't see the number I could just see the one and then as you moved a little bit, I was like, that's an 11. Oh, I actually don't know who that is. <laughs> this is the
1: goat. This is the goat, Blaine Gabbard, okay? This is the goat right here. Super Bowl champion. I just Super want to Bowl point champion. out right
0: now the, the goat word has now been used three times in this show one in the comments about Kevin Harlem. We'll, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> what about Tom Brady and you with the audacity to come in here with a Blaine Gabber being the GOAT? You, don't you can't. disrespect Look,
1: this man. He was already snubbed for Super Bowl him.
0: MVP. I'm not disrespecting him. You're disrespecting him by telling these egregious lies about the once-upon-a-time talent that was a Blaine Gabber. What, was he from, what, Missouri? Hey, was that where he came he, from?
1: He was. He was. But, mm. hey, this, you, don't Last you time dare he was disrespect the the snubbed Super Bowl MVP, okay? Don't you dare disrespect mm. the Super Bowl MVP like this, okay? He is my champion. He is my winner. But, AJ, enough of this. Enough of all Are this. Are you sure? It's time to get wait, serious, wait,
0: man. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. I know. You want to get serious. But I, I was going to think about this before you started all that crappy Blaine Gabbert talk. You were talking about the Trevor Lawrence and so on and so forth of the number one pick, and it got me thinking – First, about how we're doing a mock draft on the 19th. Was that the day we wanted to put it out, right? Oh, or are we God. we him back to the 26th? Something like that. Our oh, mock go. draft 2.0 is coming out for sure. But what I wanted to ask you, have you seen Todd McShay's 2.0? I have not and seen
1: Todd McShay's 2.0. So Todd McShay oh, right trades. now. He did trade. The Today was trade day. Possibly. I only noticed. He, he did He did add a trade because
0: he has four QBs going top four. And he has them in the order of Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, the Panthers trade up to three to get Trey Lance. And then at four, uh, Justin Fields goes to the Falcons. And I, and I'm happy that you're just hearing about this now initial thoughts where are you at on that just that what is, you just that, heard. Is
1: absurd. That, that is absurd and and, and we're going to we're going to pull the curtain behind on ESPN here okay those guys this mock draft okay is just an absurd mock draft okay that's what they're doing here it's not even close to draft time so they're throwing out a crazy type of mock draft to get people interested here there is not a chance in the world there is no way that four quarterbacks go in the top four. There is no way we see four straight quarterbacks. I mean, okay. Okay. Let's see. What is your, I mean, the packages that would have to be traded in to like, to have those picks. First of all, hot take, maybe a hot take. We'll get into more during our mock draft time. Sam Darnold's not leaving New York. They're keeping Sam Darnold. I'm telling you this right now. They are, they're keeping Sam Darnold. And if they're smart, there's rumors out there of the New York jets signing Juju Smith-Schuster. Bring in that USC connection with Sam Darnold and Juju Smith-Schuster. Get that, that kid from Oregon, Panay Sewell, whatever, whatever you have to do. That is your priority, okay? Whatever you do, Juju Smith-Schuster with your USC connection with Sam Darnold, Panai Sewell from Oregon at number two. Build your offense. Build around Sammy D. Give him another chance, okay? Give him one more chance. <laughs> And I promise, that's (laughs) what's going to happen. That is what's going to happen. I'm telling you this right Uh, now. There's There's no way four quarterbacks go in the top five. No way.
0: I, I I hear you. I hear you, and and it's one of those things. It's 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 unprecedented. And I used to think about that word a lot. And just be like, oh, so it's not going to happen. No, it's just saying we never seen it before. And they can set a new guard. Listen, it's a new NFL. It's a past happy NFL. And the only storyline that they use that I don't like about the reasoning for this was that there's a, they can only see one QB next season that's worth anything. They said that about this season too, and now they're talking about four going in the in the top five. So well, I, I'm not, with you there, but
1: that's not necessarily, that's not necessarily the case. I mean,
0: no, well, they're saying because two
1: quarterbacks in this draft to me that are worth it.
0: Okay. Well look, but that's another part of that. I mean, from, at this point now we've had, you know, the, we've had the college football season, you've had the senior day. And I think there's been one more event that uh players have been at that. They've seen these quarterbacks play work through now. So it's past just game film and now it's looking at mechanics and Zach Wilson who I still I'm, he may be the first player I go look at because all the hype is around him right now. He's moved up the board steadily all the way to a number two spot. So I just wanted to pick your brain about it. We'll definitely when we do our mock draft we'll break all this down and go in as far as we can. But I saw that this morning and my head was just spinning about it. So I had to get your opinion on what you thought that would be like.
1: Yeah, that's that's absolutely wild. And like you said, we're gonna get into that. Let's 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 let's, let's mark the date down February nineteenth, next Friday, next Fun and Games Friday. Next hashtag FGF, use it on Twitter, mm. folks. Uh, next Funny Games Friday, February nineteenth. We will be doing our next mock draft, and you can find it right here, right here on the Rough Cut Sportscast. Whether you're watching on Facebook, whether you're watching on Twitter, or whether you're watching, whether you this go late check it on out on
0: YouTube. YouTube. Yeah,
1: get out of my head, look homie. That. But, but hey, look at that. Let's get into these awards here. AJ, I want to start off. You you actually came up with most of these awards here. You yeah. threw them in the notes and I appreciate it, but I want to start off with the negative ones, okay? We're going to start off with the negative ones, and then we're going to build up to the happy ones, okay? Okay. Heartbreak Player of the Year, okay, is going to be the first one. Who is your Mm. Heartbreak Player of the Year? And fans at home, feel free to throw in the chat who your Heartbreak Player of the Year is. You know, this one was where I started,
0: actually. And a couple of the... Ideas came into my mind, and one of them was Christian McCaffrey. Another was uh, Michael Thomas. And as much as it was heartbreaking because they were injured, you know, they barely played anything this season. I think uh, Michael Thomas maybe played five games this season. Uh, Christian McCaffrey played three at most. Spectacular when he was in there. But everybody was depending on the Christian McCaffreys of the world. Everybody expected a repeat performance of Michael Thomas, and they didn't do it. But they were injured, so I wasn't going to go that route. The route I want to go, and when I got to this name, I was like, I can't believe he wasn't the first name that came to mind. Dallas Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott, heartbreak player of the year. Listen, it's amazing. You just got six years for $90 million because you were supposed to be the lifeblood of that team behind Dak. Now we find out without Dak, there's no Zeke. Zeke Elliott I was shocked to see that he almost had a hundred uh, or a thousand yards this season. I think it was like 956, maybe something like that. Zeke Elliott had one game this season of a hundred or more rushing yards. Zeke Elliott had a nine-game stretch with zero rushing touchdowns. He had one receiving in that time frame, but zero rushing touchdowns as a running back in nine consecutive games. Zeke Elliott also had six fumbles on the season multiple games with multiple fumbles that is not the Zeke Elliott that was supposed to get 90 million dollars that was not the Zeke Elliott who came into the league and set the world on fire and that's not the Zeke Elliott that you were hoping to lean on when your star QB went down this this offense should have ran through Zeke Elliott when Dak was gone instead they were running through a CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper and just trying to find their way to win some games with a horrible defense and a, a not so prolific offense Zeke Elliott should have done way more heartbreak player of
1: the Year. I can definitely see it, man. It was very depressing. I mean, fantasy owners alone were hurt by Zeke Elliott doing what he did. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go a little different here, okay? My heartbreak player of the year is someone that literally broke everyone's heart at the end of the season in the playoffs. Not be- not necessarily because of his performance, but mm. because of the sad news that we got before the game. We kind of knew it was coming, but my heartbreak player of the year right here is Drew Brees, okay? This was not Drew Brees' year, and it's sad that we have to. It, it came to this point. He didn't really have that fantastic of a season. And then when you saw him in the playoffs, man, when you saw Drew Brees play in the playoffs, you were like, "Man, this is this is not the Drew." And some some players go out on top, and some players don't. And I, it's sad to say that Drew Brees this season, he's not going out on top. He got hurt. His body—you could obviously see his body was breaking down. His stats this season were were all right. They were average. They weren't spectacular for as many games that he played. But it's just sad to see a legend like Drew Brees, such a great guy, such a great character in the locker room, someone that we all—I mean, there's so many fans out there that idolize Drew Brees. It is absolutely heartbreaking to see him hang up the cleats. He, AJ, I have a question to ask you, buddy. A little question. A little Drew Brees question here. Do you think that he's coming
0: back? Do I think he's coming back? Yep. I mean, so I I apparently am one of the few people who read into him dropping his salary cap the wrong way. I thought he was looking to get some more weapons so he could come back and he was going to drop his salary cap that way. Our... Uh, Astute NFL analyst Aaron Mukes told me that that's almost a sure thing that he's going to retire now, and he's just giving them the salary cap to do what they need to do to build a future. I, if I say I think he's coming back, I'm talking with my heart.
1: And uh, I, well, I heard, I heard that today that like me. there was there was talk. Like I heard today, someone on uh I believe it was ESPN's radio station. I heard that like they were talking about how there's no way that you're not considering coming back if you're going to be doing that where you're you're dropping and how does it even work? If you're retiring, doesn't that mean that your salary just gets off the book? Or like I, I don't no. I don't understand how any of that works.
0: No, it would have gone down as dead money if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. But that doesn't um, that not
1: hit the cap as hard?
0: I'm honestly bro, if if there's one thing I'm ashamed of, it's my lack of understanding and <laughs> all the extra like Salary cap rules. Like I've gotten close to understanding a couple different things, (laughs) uh, but
1: a lot of the actual hardened salary cap rules, they kind of, it's a tricky game. It's tricky, but let's move on to our next award though. This award, we, of course we like to uh, gloat when we are right, (laughs) but sometimes we're not always right. Okay. Sometimes we get things wrong. So this award is the where, i was wrong award okay and aj this is this i'm gonna start off with you of course okay. and really there's no one else to start off with because there's no one else here but you can start with yourself <laughs> nope not i'm not gonna start off with myself because you are you're the one everyone wants to see okay you're the one everyone wants to hear we're going with the no. heart The we're going with the i was wrong award who are you wrong about aj who are you giving this beautiful award to
0: Man, this could have been – I mean, this could have been a heartbreak play as well, right? Uh, My I was wrong award is going to be Noah Fant. I had a lot to say about Noah Fant this season. I thought he was going to be the guy. I thought he was going to take a huge step in uh, his second year in the NFL. And, sure, you can blame it on the quarterback situation. We know Denver did not have the best quarterbacks in that quarterback room. Uh, You know, you talk about the – uh what's his name <laughs> he was on my t- oh drew lock he was on my team for a little <laughs> bit and oh lord i was so sad when i was left with just him but i digress um but yeah you talk about the drew locks and the uh little boy from florida driscoll, <laughs> <Jeff>
1: driscoll. <laughs> that's
0: how bad their qbs were you can barely remember all of their names but still you know what the one saving grace a bad qb is supposed to have other than the running back out the backfield, it's their big tight end. Noah Fant has the athletic capability. He has the hands. He has the possession uh, style. He has the blocking when he wants to, to be a solid tight end and make things happen in that passing game. And he was not able to do it. A mediocre 62 receptions for 635 yards and three touchdowns, three touchdowns injured not I don't care you you got to be better Logan Thomas has been injured for lots and lots of his career and he just had a breakout season and I promise you his stats were better than that
1: yeah it hurts that one that one hurt in terms of fantasy I was really I was really banking on Noah Fant man I was really banking on Noah Fant that was like my biggest weakness in fantasy this year was my tight end position because I bought you stock and, and, Noah else, Fant, bro, bro. and I held on I held on man I held on hope man I held on hope <laughs> to Noah Fant and well it didn't pay off. It didn't pay off. My, next where year. I was wrong. I, I don't, this isn't, this isn't a, 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 a mm. individual here. You see it down there. I was wrong about the Cleveland Browns. And now I'm not, I'm not going to go out all out and say the Cleveland Browns have proven me completely wrong, like completely wrong here. I still want to see if they're the real deal. Okay. I want to see how they handle Odell Beckham Jr. back into their offense. If he's back in their offense, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it right here. I was wrong about the Cleveland Browns. AJ, you said in our pre-show meeting, man, before the season started, I even said the Browns are overrated. I said it. I said it in week whatever it was, week 13. I said the Browns were overrated. And they ended up proving me wrong. Okay, they ended up proving me wrong, making it to the playoffs, not only making it to the playoffs, but in that round one matchup, they were matched up against the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team that they that has had their number for so, so, oh, so long. Okay, and the Cleveland Browns beat them to move on to face the Kansas City Chiefs, and they put up a pretty good performance against one of the best teams in the league, the AFC champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. I am sorry, Cleveland Browns, for doubting you last season. But, hey, guess what? I'm probably going to doubt you again this coming season. (laughs) And I, I I will have this graphic loaded up here. I was wrong about the Cleveland Browns.
0: I bet if they do some things in the draft on that defensive side of the ball, and who knows, maybe another lineman or something of that nature, I bet you'll find it pretty hard to doubt them next season after what they put up. If they, if they if they get another big-time running block uh, run blocker, I mean, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, like, eat your heart out. What are you going to do? Well, that's <laughs> the thing.
1: We have to see if the Browns can stay. I mean, we talked about it in our Super Bowl show on Monday, and if you haven't checked that out, please, I mean, what are you doing? Go check that out. We talked about it, though, on our Super Bowl show Monday, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' defense committing to their style of play on the defense side of the ball, those two high safeties. Right. The Cleveland Browns, they have their – the biggest thing is not having an identity. And they found their identity with the run game, okay? They found that with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Those guys are absolute beasts. Don't let Baker Mayfield – I mean, ba- I'm going to say it. Baker Mayfield's a game manager. Am I allowed to say that? Why does everybody run from that
0: term? Like, look, everybody – every QB is team. not nah, – No, I know, but, you you know, everyone's like a game man. Everyone's going to be a game manager. This just,
1: year, he threw for 300 yards said, and four touchdowns just, and – It's just when you say game manager like that, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just like when you're comparing them to other good quarterbacks or other good players, being a game manager isn't a good thing. Like, that's a Vinny knock year, if you're comparing it. and it shouldn't be a knock. That's what I'm saying. Baker
0: Mayfield, his role is to be a game manager. When you have all those receivers, when you have a running back duo like that, it's not always going to be about you gunslinging and trying to do everything for your team. Your role is to make sure if you get a lead, you keep it. A game manager is somebody who plays within the scheme, makes sure the, the, the offense is doing what needs to be done, they're not turning over the ball, and they're securing wins. You're one of the few people, Vinny, not a few, but you're one of the people who does not like a crowded tier one or that can't be everyone's not elite. So let's, guess what? There's going to be an elite tier of QBs, then there's going to be a bunch of game managers, and these game managers can win games. It's not that
1: bad of a turn. It's not like, a bad <laughs> thing to be a game manager. It's not. It's not a bad thing to be a game manager. But if you're trying to tell me, if, if you're trying to make a – this is where being a game manager comes into play. If you're comparing him to someone else, okay, that's why it can be a bad thing. Like if I'm comparing Baker Mayfield to Lamar Jackson, I'm choosing Lamar Jackson because Baker Mayfield is a game manager and Lamar Jackson can go make plays. Now I'm not saying no. Do- Don't hold me to this. Okay. Anything. <laughs> D- Don't hold me to this because Lamar Jackson isn't like fantastic. He's not a, a an absolute stud and an elite quarterback. But I'm taking Lamar Jackson over Baker Mayfield because if I, if the game if I needed something from my quarterback. I'm picking Lamar Jackson, okay? I mean, don't I get it? He's spectacular. He makes plays. I understand. Uh, Bigger man, you lost know. the Jet. I'm not getting into this. I was wrong about the Cleveland Browns, okay? Let's <laughs> move on to our next award. AJ, this is our glass case of emotion award. I wish I had the drop on my soundboard here. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, man video of I'm in a glass <laughs> case of emotion. <laughs> AJ, who, what? Who gets your glass case of emotion award?
0: Listen, you can call me a homer. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Listen you, you can call me a homer. And, you know, for this award, it makes sense. But you want to talk about a glass case of emotions? The Atlanta Falcons. I, my team, my Atlanta Falcons, they put me in a glass case of emotions all the time. <laughs> Let's talk about week one. They're up against the Seahawks. They're looking good. They're in a shootout. It's it's Russell Wilson versus Matt Ryan, dueling arms. It's amazing. And they put up 506 total yards as an offense, the Atlanta Falcons. And then on the next to last play of the game, an onside kick comes their way. And there are six Falcons, not one, not two, not 345 but 6 falcons staring at the ball on the ground and they do not recover it and then they lose then they put up 380 that next week then 371 then 327 then 373 then 462 all but one of those games a loss every single one of them how do you how do you have an offense that great and you can't eke out a win in your top five. We lose Dan Quinn. No big deal. Cool. Then we start looking decent. We win like two games in a row. And people are like, yeah, Dan Quinn was a problem. And then we start losing again.
1: Who's your new head Seems coach? To- I forget. Who, who, who did Atlanta get? Oh, my gosh. Arthur Smith from Tennessee. Arthur Smith. That's it. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, I mean.
1: Sounds like you're going to be in another, another, uh, another season of being in a glass case of emotion with those uh, Atlanta Falcons, huh?
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see I'll never leave so it is what it is but <laughs> let's let's get it right I want to be happy i want uh, I want to go back to hey, the days of hey. at least you uh, had days about my at least you team. had days
1: okay you had days y'all got to the days. AFC uh, championship okay. too yeah. we had, we mean, had those, Blaine
0: Gabbard just a Stefan Gilmore hand over the top
1: <laughs> David blaine Gabbard Super Bowl MVP yeah. snub.
0: Funny funny thing is, I actually meant Blake Bortles, but you know, yeah, there you go. I
1: know, I, I know you did, but hey, I think I was snubbed for a you You've been talking
0: about MVP. Blaine all day, it makes me want to bring him Super up for Legend. some I, mean, I get it, reason. I get it. But
1: hey, my glass wow. case of emotion award is going to the New York Jets <laughs> and that fan base because you guys, you literally were in a glass case of emotion the entire season. You were like, oh, okay, all right. We got Trevor Lawrence. We're going to get we're going to get Trevor Lawrence. All right, all right, all right. And then you got Adam Gast. You got Adam Gist <laughs> yeah, at the end of the season because you not only won one game, but you won two games. Okay? As New York Jets fans, I am sorry. I, I apologize to you guys for what you had to deal with this season. I also thank you because <laughs> well, I mean Trevor Lawrence is coming to Jacksonville baby. So maybe I was in the glass case of emotion because of you New York Jets. But hey, you guys can take this award as a nice consolation prize to Trevor Lawrence, okay? It's a good award. I mean, it's it's a good it's a good I I I can't I get it. I mean, this is our show. I don't want to to diss our award, but Trevor Lawrence or the award, I'm taking Trevor Lawrence, but it's a close second, man. I understand it's a close what? second, and the Jets don't have much success, so winning this award here, being in a glass case of emotions, I'm sending it to you guys. And you know what? I'll even sign it for you. How about that? <laughs> How about You're such that? such a nice guy. Glass case of emotions award, New York Jets. How does that make you feel?
0: I mean... I don't really have that many emotions towards the Jets. I just, I mean, laughter is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, like, the Jets are playing football, if the that's Jets what are you Jets. want to call it. Hey, yeah, I grew right? up on
1: Jets football, so they would be they would be up there with the Jags in terms of my favorite team, and I, uh, my life sucks. So let's, let's move on to our last. I
0: don't think I would have told that story.
1: Yep, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm named after Vinny Testaverde. What can I say? But, hey, the last sad award I will actually give out My award first before you can give out yours this is the lincoln park award aj do you mind describing what this lincoln park award means
0: the lincoln park award ladies and gentlemen are for teams that tried so hard and got so far but in the end didn't really matter (laughs) it didn't really matter the Lincoln Park Award.
1: <laughs> there it is. That's what I wanted to hear. I'm, I'm glad you hit the note too. I'm glad you hit the note. Yeah. The Lincoln Park Award for me, <laughs> I want I wish we could travel back in time to this episode. And if you if you guys haven't seen this episode, go back and check out what was it, episode one? Was that our premiere episode? Might have been our premiere I mean, episode. Maybe. I would
0: imagine episode yep. one Something like was that. our premiere uh,
1: episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh but yeah, no. <laughs> go back and listen to AJ talk about two guys okay two guys kyler murray and russell wilson those guys right there get my lincoln park award you guys tried so hard and (laughs) you only got so far neither of you guys did it i mean the seahawks made the playoffs but they didn't really do much the cardinals didn't make the playoffs at all and both of you guys were at the top of the mvp list at the in the middle of the season okay you had aj and myself going back and forth about who's going to win this MVP. I rode the Kyler train. He didn't even make the playoffs. You rode the Russell Wilson mm. train, and second half oh. Russell Wilson didn't show up. You guys right here, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, you guys are getting the Lincoln Park Award because he tried so hard, <laughs> and you really didn't get that far, Okay. <laughs> I know that's not the words, but you really didn't get that far. Shame on you guys for getting our hopes up. AJ, who's your uh, Lincoln Park Award winner?
0: All right, I'm gonna go a little different route here, kind of like you went before. So you went players. I'm going team. My Lincoln Park Award is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know if I could think of a better a better entity to give this award to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Last season, Mason Rudolph, Duck Hodges, but Mike Tomlins, that dude, still eight and eight, never a losing record in his career. They get Ben Roethlisberger back, and you're thinking what? Ten and six, eleven and five? Oh, they got the eleven. They got the eleven straight. Eleven and oh. <laughs> win after win after win comeback wins i'm talking ben roethlisberger for against the lowly dallas had to remind himself no we're, we're doing something special came back and beat them boys in the second half uh you think about the chase claypool four touchdown game 11 and oh the defense was on the top of the world the offense he was, was still clicking, hyped. and then <laughs> they just quit they just stopped Washington football team, the defense Vinny and I raved about almost every Sunday. I would to say raved, but gave really good and really decently high remarks to every Sunday on our DFS show. They came in there and punched those boys in the mouth and they never got off to Kansas because they then lost five of their next six games, including two in a row to your overrated Cleveland Browns, one in the last week that allowed them into the playoffs, and then they got romped romped in the playoffs <laughs> by the same Cleveland Browns, 28 to zero in the first quarter. Was that what the That's score not was? Good. Not good. The Pittsburgh good. Steelers, they tried so hard and they did get so far, but in the end,
1: didn't really matter. <laughs> oh, look at you with the, the, the singing over here. Let's, let's get into some happier thoughts. Okay. The, the fans want to see the happiness. We're going to end this show on happiness. We've got a few happy awards here. Okay. Oh, OK, let's, go. All I'm let's thinking go. Let's go right forward. now. All I'm
0: thinking right now is I wish the Pharrell Williams song was playing in the background. Because I'm happy.
1: Come along if you huh. feel huh. like huh. happiness this is the the content you. that these people want. <laughs> this is the six-star rough cut content that people want. Let's get into some happy stuff here, though. Most spectacular or eye-popping rookie who is it we're going we're going fast we're going fun here what do you what do you have okay, for most okay, okay. Rookies?
0: so for me for my eye-popping rookie I'm going with the guy who I was high on from the beginning of the season to be honest I was really excited about him coming into the league I was really excited about the team he fell to because at that time they were going to be a problem with all these offensive weapons my most spectacular rookie my most eye-popping rookie is going to be Dallas Cowboys wide receiver CD Lamb. CD Lamb put on a show with Dak Prescott and then when Dak Prescott came was down, he seemed like the type of guy who was getting the offense moving. 74 receptions, the most all-time in the Dallas Cowboys uh by a Dallas Cowboys rookie. 935 yards, kind of short from 1000. I I wish he would have got there and I bet with Dak he would have. But let's look at the way this man catches and makes plays for, for his team. It's it's outstanding what he does. He's always in open space, and after he catches the ball, very much like Oklahoma, he takes off. He's got the hands. He's got the ability. He's got the, the wherewithal, the know-how. Look at that toe-touch and grab on the sideline, and this catch right here. This could have been catch of the year if it wasn't for a certain somebody, but this <laughs> right there, turning back the opposite direction, the shoulder low to the ground, CeeDee Lamb, eye-popping. I can't wait to see what he does in his second year.
1: Yeah, he was he was electric, man. I'm excited to see if if he can what the connection with uh, Dak Prescott's going to end up being if Dak Prescott ends up coming back. I I am going about that hype video. Oh yeah, (laughs) oh man, I'm going on the defensive side of things though. Okay, Okay. I'm going with Chase Young. Okay, he is a guy. I mean, he was absolutely electric on the defensive side of the ball. I was asked the other day if there is a defensive player that could possibly win MVP in the future. Who would it be? And I thought, of course, I could say to Aaron Donald. I mean, he's a big dog. But Chase Young could easily. I think he could not. I shouldn't say easily because MVP is a very hard trophy to win for anybody but a quarterback. Chase Young, though, has that potential, though. And he was the most eye-popping rookie to me because it wasn't even what he did on the field. I mean, obviously, what he did on the field was, I mean, incredible. I mean, he had seven and a half sacks in his rookie season. He was the talk of the town going into the playoffs because he was like, oh, I want Tom Brady. I want Tom Brady. Well, he got Tom Brady. But, hey, that is what the Washington football team needed, though. they need, We talked about the Browns earlier needing an identity, but this Washington football team needed an identity, and Chase Young delivered that, okay? we were, I mean, the, the Washington football team's defense was good coming into the season before they even drafted Chase Young. They drafted Chase Young, and we're like, they already had D-line. Why wouldn't they just either trade back or, or, or a draft offense? They stuck with Chase Young. That defense dramatically changed. Not that they were bad, but they really took the identity of the team because of Chase Young's p- play on the field and his play off the field, his personality off the field. He's a confident young rookie who lights up the field. I mean, if you think about it, the Giants don't really have a great offensive line. The Cowboys offensive line has struggled and the Eagles offensive line is eh. Chase Young could light this league up in the future, man. He is my most eye popping rookie. AJ, let's go down this list here. What, what award do you want to do next? Okay. What award oh. do you oh. want
0: well, to that, do? That, that, that was super nice of you. I didn't see that coming. Um, if I'm going to, let's see. Ooh, okay. You know what? I like to ruffle some feathers here. Let's do this. I want to get you out of your mind and off your seat and talking egregious and so on and so forth. Let's go with Clutch Player of the Year. Ooh. You ready for this? Ooh. My Clutch Player of the Year, <laughs> Tennessee <laughs> Titans QB, Ryan Tannehill. Uh. Yeah. Look here, man. All right, listen. Is this me saying Ryan Tannehill is one of the top QBs in the league? It's not what I'm saying. Am I saying Ryan Tannehill is elite and he can't be stopped? That's not what I'm saying. But we are talking about this season, this year, in a clutch player. And nobody in the season of 2020 had more fourth-quarter comebacks or more game-winning drives. Tannehill had four fourth-quarter comebacks, and five game-winning drives, not to mention twice where the opposition scored three to four times before he had to put that drive on display. Now, I will say this. The the game-winning touchdown, the one I think about here, is the Baltimore game. And, yeah, the game-winning touchdown was in overtime. It was Derrick Henry with a run to the right, as massive as we've ever seen. But Ryan Tannehill on that fourth-quarter drive got them to the position to hit that field goal to go to overtime. He got them to the position in the middle of the field to take that opportunity to get Derrick Henry out into open space. And he did that on occasion in and occasion out. So four, four, fourth quarter comebacks, five game winning drives on this season. Say what you want about Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback, as a player. (laughs) You're good. (laughs) Clutch this season going with Tannehill.
1: It's hard to argue those stats. And I guess by definition, that would mean he is the most clutch player by definition. Statistically, mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill <laughs> was the most clutch player, but let me do something for you. Okay, let's let's take a, a look down memory lane here. Okay, Ooh. let's take a look down memory lane.
0: When did Aaron Rodgers join the the Cardinals? This man,
1: <laughs> this man right here. This I know. What are going to say? You're going to say this is one play. That's all it was. It was one play. Get over it. This man right here is the most clutch player of the season only because, I mean, this play right here is, is enough, okay? This play right here is enough for me to say, okay, he's the most clutch player in the league after that play. If you watch Kyler Murray on that play, that throw that he made, Kyler Murray just threw that thing, man. You saw the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes was making unreal plays. He was down and out. He knew where those balls were going. Kyler Murray did not know where that ball was going. He even said in the post-game interview that he had no idea where he was throwing the ball. He just threw it up, hoping that D-Hop was there. DeAndre Hopkins, man, is the clutch player of the year because, I mean, that play alone, dude, that play alone – DeAndre Hopkins was in- incredibly clutch. Wh- how many people were on him? Hold on. Let's let's go back. Let's let's see. Three. three That's players. one. That's three two. Players. That's three. That's three players, man. That's three players. That's three players Vinny. right there. And the ball was just thrown. That's a grown man making grown plays as the clutch player of the year.
0: Mm. Vinny, Vinny. Mm. Mm. Let me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Boss up. Uh, go ahead. Flex uh, the muscles. Show them what you're working Flex uh, the muscles. Uh, ah, yeah. Uh, um, Vinny, let me tell you a little something about that play. When we were children, we used to play this game called 500. Some people may okay. call it yeah. jackpot. The yeah. premise yeah. of the game, is there's one guy on one end and as many as you want on the other end. And the guy throwing the ball calls out a number anywhere from 100 to 500 or jackpot. And the premise of the ball was to out the game was to out jump everybody, catch that ball, so you could be the one throwing it. I guarantee you he's played that game over and over again. You want to talk about a clutch play? Absolutely. There's none better than that play this season. Clutch player? Show me when he did something like that again. And, and I'm talking this season. We know he was a clutch player when he had Deshaun Watson throwing him the ball. And on that play, why isn't Kyler Murray the clutch guy? He was the one that made
1: the throw. This man threw the ball out of nowhere. Clutch how, play. How dare you? How dare you compare and say discredit DeAndre Hopkins as a clutch player of the year with a child's game? Like for a chi- you're discrediting <laughs> a, this man. He a, a child's game. Okay, I gave you. That is a little I gave insight you with Ryan Tannehill
0: that is a little insight i'm just telling you where the wherewithal on top of the natural god given ability for that play came from i'm just giving you a little context what i'm saying though is that was one play show me what happened next you want to know what happened next to the team they lost their next three games i'm talking about a clutch player how much okay how again. clutch is ryan Tannehill one in the playoffs play. huh how clutch one is ryan play. Tannehill in the playoffs Oh, that wasn't going to happen. We knew that was a, that was a final conclusion that they were losing that game, bro. I'm sorry, it absolutely was. It's the same situation as I gave you with Tom Brady, the Bucks, and Drew Brees and the Saints. They beat him twice. They weren't letting that happen a third time. The the Ravens were kicked out of the playoffs by the Titans last year. The Ravens lost an overtime game by clutch player Brian Tannehill that I mentioned. They weren't letting that happen
1: three times so, in a row. Let me ask. Let me you ask give me a something. clutch play. I'm with you all day. Clutch player. I'm sorry, not let me this ask season. You those stats that you gave me for Ryan Tannehill are, is that mm-hmm. like you said, game winning drives? Is that just mm-hmm. a fourth quarter game winning? Like, how do you, how do you determine these, 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 uh these stats you threw at, at, at me for the Ryan game
0: winning drive is when the game winning drive is when you are down. And in the last drive, you put your team into the position to score and take the win. The fourth quarter comeback is you're just down in the fourth quarter. You at least come back to tie. If I'm not mistaken, uh, at one point in time. Um, and only one of those was a fourth quarter comeback. The other ones
1: were all game winning drives. So, oh, okay, so hold on. Let me ask you something here. Let me ask you something here. Is the Minnesota Vikings defense good? Not this year. They lost a lot of secondary. So I'm looking through the stats here. One of Ryan Tannehill's fourth quarter comebacks were against Minnesota. I'm going to keep yeah. looking at this while you go on. It was Houston to the twice.
0: Minnesota. It was Houston twice. It was Minnesota. It was, um, the Baltimore Ravens. You hurt
1: yourself, you yourself here.
0: You hurt yourself here. Bro, hold on. But no, 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 no. Because first off, even if these teams are bad and their defense is good, we're talking week three, so that's a four. That's different. Number one, number two, even if it, they are bad teams, they were still down to them at one point, so clearly they were good enough to be ahead of them, and he still had to make the thing to come back. You also got to remember that game; they were coming off of the two week bye because they hadn't they hadn't played anybody. Well, then you they, just they, said, or but they had the COVID, said COVID score. Houston.
1: You just said Houston twice. Houston, the Houston game was the second, was the last game of the season. A week 17 That was the game second time they did the it. Where was play. the first one? Week week five, week six? The first, the first one, was one was week, five, three week three six against the, the Vikings. The second one was week six. I mean, by that time of the game. year, you should be ready to play, right? I mean, you're playing Houston. Not this season. Playing the Not testing. this season. But you are in this season where you, every time you, every week you will have somebody who's missing you, you have practices can like every single week you discred, you discredited my boy with a child's game. I'm discrediting your boy here with going up against weak defenses. No reason why he should be even behind some of these games. Houston's defense trash. They, two of his comebacks came from them. Come on, man.
0: Bro. Bro, we've we've been over this, man. We've been over this. Put whatever you want on paper. Say what you want about these defenses. But you don't use the term in football any given Sunday, meaning that you are going to blow out everybody just because they're trash. You've seen what Deshaun Watson did. Yeah, their defense was trash, but Deshaun Watson – when you play the Texans, you're not playing their defense. You're playing Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson put up a battle against Ryan Tannehill, making him have to come back. So clearly it still was a fourth quarter comeback. It doesn't matter who it's against. If at any point in time in the fourth quarter, you were down. If at any point in time you go into the last drive and you're the one who has to go to try to make this a game and win it, it's a game winning drive. It doesn't matter how trash they were because you were in that position. So they still count and you had to come up and win. Because what would we be saying if he didn't make those comebacks? We wouldn't even make the joke about him being an elite player. We talk about how trash Ryan Tannehill was because he lost all those teams, but he didn't. He came up when it mattered in all of those games and he won boom I, roasted
1: I, no i'm just looking at <laughs> i'm just looking at these stats here man i'm just i i don't i don't think it's that big of a deal i mean you look at some of these other guys who have these comeback wins i mean kyler murray's not far behind he was throwing to Huh? what do
0: you have three two
1: kyler murray had four comebacks Four comebacks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh hmm. Murray had three fourth quarter comebacks and four or, f- yeah, four game winning drives. And you know who those game winning yeah. drives are too? DeAndre Hopkins. So I mean, uh, I'm
0: going to need you to show me that part because uh, I've seen uh, lots of those game-winning drives go to Dan Arnold streaking down the field. Get, get, I've seen a lot get, of those. Get comment out of here. Get to, you just
1: brought up, you're bringing up a boy who thinks that Ryan Tannehill in the top five quarterbacks uh, of the league. Well, get him out of here. I'm not going get him out, out of here. This part, right here. This right here. Oh, we can go back God. and forth on these comments, but instead we'll move on to the next award. Mm -hmm. i like to play i love to play vinny i love to play hey maybe we'll save it for after hours okay we'll remind everyone that after we we end the show on the audio version we will stay on the live stream if you're listening to the show go check out the live stream every now and then because we do what we call the final countdown after we end the audio we stay we stick around on the chat we talk it up with our beautiful lovely listeners about whatever you want it could be about whatever you want. What what did you have for dinner tonight? I'm happy to know that you mm. had some chicken and some barbecue sauce and some and some mashed taters, whatever you want. Whatever you have for dinner. I'd love to know. But hey, <laughs> let's move on to our next award here. Uh let's go. Let's see here. uh The welcome back award. How about we do that one next, Ooh, AJ? The okay. welcome back award. Who do you give the welcome back award to?
0: You don't want to hold hold that thought. You want me to go? I would uh, love for you to go. please. Oh, okay.
1: I can, I can do the welcome back award. I'm going to do welcome back. Playoff Lenny. Welcome back. Leonard Fournette. Okay. He was a guy who uh, we didn't, we didn't see him at all. During the regular season, man, Leonard Fournette did not exist during the regular season. But like we said in our old in our videos before the Super Bowl playoff, Lenny is fresh, man. He was fresh and you could see it in the playoffs. That man absolutely took off in the playoffs. That really was a huge. if I were to give a playoff MVP, it might be Leonard Fournette, man. He helped carry that Bucks team to the Super Bowl along with their defense, of course. But Leonard Fournette gets the welcome back award to me not only because he's a former jag but it's welcome back Leonard for net that would be my welcome back award what about you buddy
0: all right so my welcome back i i went a different way again i'm going with the team here i'm going with the team here and my welcome back award is going to the indianapolis colts back in the playoffs we think i think back to 2018 when they had Andrew Luck, and they, uh, what did they go, 10-6, and six, I think it was, won the divisional round, they beat the Houston Texans, then they went up against that bad man, Patrick Mahomes, and lost to the Chiefs in the divisionals, and then, and then, Andrew Luck finally gets the best offensive line he's ever had in his career, and he retires. He might be coming back, by the way. We'll. we'll I heard, I saw out. that, I saw that. <laughs> But then, so he retires. Jacoby Brissett takes the helm. Everyone's all excited about him in his first five games, and then they start losing. They go like 7-9 and on the season. They miss the playoffs. This year they get Patrick, or Patrick, Phillip Rivers. (laughs) Uh, That defense steps up. Michael Pittman is seen a couple times here and there. Jonathan Taylor, the rookie out of Wisconsin, takes off for 1,100-yard season, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Had a great run at everything, and they're back in the playoffs And everyone, everyone, the consensus is they are a quarterback away from being a true Super Bowl contender next season. So after what they've been through the last couple of years, and honestly, if you think about it, since 2015, when Andrew Luck really started getting injured, they've only been back to the playoffs once since 2014, uh, coming up now, and... Welcome back. That's that's all I have to they're, they're, they're on They're on the rise. Let's see if they can get themselves a QB.
1: Yeah, that's the, the biggest thing. They need to find themselves a QB and if they want to actually stay back. AJ, it's the last award, man. It's the last award. Mm. Beautiful people of the chat. Let us know who your personal MVP is. We obviously know Aaron Rodgers was the MVP of the season. We get that, okay? It's right. obvious. I mean, we have a we we have Dante in the chat. We know Alex Smith is a comeback player of the year. I mean, it's an obvious choice, (laughs) we like to do a little differently here. So it's our MVP time, man. It's our MVP time. Who is your personal MVP? I know you had a hard time figuring this one out. I did. I did. Because, you know, and here's why I had a hard time. I
0: had to let go of the thought process of who deserved the actual MVP. And like like it says in the title, personal, my MVP. And so I – Dang, you're really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, my personal MVP <laughs> is once again just like my man Dante. I'm a homer. Uh, in my glass case of emotions, my happiness comes from my personal MVP. Oh, hold on, hold
1: on, hold on, hold on. Did I get it right,
0: Alvin? Rene. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no offense to you. Who else were you gonna pick? I mean, uh, like <laughs> once, you, once you said you're gonna be a, a homer, yeah. I was like.
1: Everyone else on the Falcons sucked this year, but Calvin Ridley was great.
0: (laughs) Calvin Ridley was fantastic. Um, 90 receptions, 1,300 yards receiving, nine touchdowns, and just a stud. Like, if there was somebody in that offense not named Julio Jones, who you could absolutely count on when he was in the lineup, Calvin Ridley, every single time, uh... You know, Just the way he handled secondaries, the way he ran his routes, the way he'd always get open in the middle of the field for Matt Ryan, especially in the end zone. I mean, talk about helping a guy who really needed it. Calvin Ridley had a breakout season, and I don't see that stopping anytime soon. I, I'm, I'm really excited for the future of uh, Calvin Ridley and the Falcons. I hope they find a way to keep an offense this high power together. Calvin Ridley, yeah. personal MVP,
1: my guy. I just- That's a fair one. That's a fair one. And, you know, I was also going to go with my personal – I was going to go the bias side, the homer side. You see it in the notes here, AJ. I was going to go with James Robinson. That was who my MVP was going to go with. But I'm changing it, okay? I am changing this personal MVP. I'm changing it to Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is my personal MVP because this man – watched his number one target go bye-bye for Peanuts, basically, okay? He watched his – DeAndre Hopkins, the most clutch player in the league this season, he watched (laughs) him go away for basically Peanuts. They brought in Brandon Cooks, who Brandon Cooks is pretty underrated in my opinion. He's been, like, consistent. It's it's such a weird receiver. But they had him. They had Will Fuller. They had no offensive line. They had David Johnson in the backfield who was hurt. Duke Johnson who was hurt Deshaun Watson man was one of the best passers in the league this season with the trash o-line a very difficult schedule to start the season off mind you he had a very tough stretch yeah. of game to start the season picked it back up at the end of the season became the fifth best passer in the league this season man he led the league in yards I mean you can't get how can you go wrong with picking Deshaun Watson as your most valuable player because in my head, man, I always think the MVP should be given, like maybe not always given out this way, but I think it should be given out to the man. If you took this dude off the team, what would this team be? And if you took Deshaun Watson <laughs> off of that team, they would dude. be oh, they would be in it for Trevor Lawrence, man. They would obviously Aaron Rodgers. If you took him off the team, we've seen it happen. They'd also be pretty bad, but not as bad as Houston would be if they didn't have Deshaun Watson. So Deshaun Watson is my Personal MVP. Do you have an argument with that? Do you hate that pick too?
0: I I love that pick. I'm not even a lie. I'm actually kind of sad. I didn't uh, think about that Uh, (laughs) because you know me. I'm a huge Deshaun Watson fan. I Bears. Oh, the Bears upset me. I'm not a Bears fan, but they upset (laughs) me. They're so ridiculous. But while you were going on that, I was thinking about it. I was like, man, like Deshaun Watson had his best statistical career, and his team played atrocious. What four wins? Yep. And then you said like it, you know, they should be in the talk for Trevor Lawrence. Then you talked about uh D Hop being traded away for peanuts. So I had to go look. This horrible team, you would hope they could get better this season. Their first draft pick is in the third round. Yeah. Yeah. You wanna want out.
1: You wonder why like, people want out. Wow.
0: Like, what are you doing? At this point, why are you not getting rid of him? Because you're
1: gonna need way more help. That's <laughs> like why get I rid of him. to get when, like
0: three first or, round picks when and, we oh. talk
1: about Deshaun Watson being traded and how like Houston's being stubborn about it and we talked about what deals you would take strike while the iron is hot this man wants out it's only going to get even more ugly and and decrease his trade value because you are going to be desperate yeah from draft time strike while the iron's hot we just saw Matt uh, Matt Stafford go to the Rams for a like what two first round picks that right there, yeah. that two first round picks for Matt Stafford. Stafford. You can get at least three for Deshaun Watson, and maybe oh, a it, starts, back. At it starts at three.
0: It starts at three. What for sure? It starts at three picks. That's what like... I'm saying.
1: Capitalize on that, man. Do that now before it gets any more ugly for this man, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. But you know, I honestly, I'll, I'll save this for the after hours though. But I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into this whole Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah we I'm are for in sure the after hours aj let's end the show for our beautiful audio listeners I'm about you keep, you guys in the chat stick around we're gonna have the final countdown with you lovely chat people what talk about whatever you want we can talk about what you had for breakfast this morning i'm a big frosted cheerios guy tell me That's what's okay. your favorite cereal. red berries hey okay guy we can talk about that aj tell them where they can follow us at
0: all right, head over to the rough cut underscore sports on Twitter. Hit that like, hit a retweet, show this, share with this, share this show with everybody right on Facebook at rough cut sports. I know you've liked it. Hit that follow, invite your friends to the page. Don't just share, it. invite your friends to like the page. Then go to Instagram at the rough cut sports cast. Hit that like, hit that follow subscribe on YouTube. We are blowing up. We're trying to tell everybody about the rough cut sports
1: cast. Leave us a review. Hit the download button. Do it all. Do it all. You love us. We love you for doing it. We definitely love you guys for doing it. And, of course, this show is brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles, the number one place to get all your sports memorabilia needs. Don't forget, we have extended our Super Bowl giveaway. Make sure you follow those contest rules. Do you this. tag three friends in the comment of the post. You share the post. You like and follow the Rough Cut Sports Cast on whatever platform you're seeing that post. You drop a like for us. You drop a like for them. You share. You tag those three friends in the comments, and that's it. That's all you got to do to be entered in this free giveaway brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles. AJ Johnson, you got any last word, buddy? Happy Wednesday. We got two more shows. What a week. We, we, this is our third show this
0: week. I know if you guys have missed it, we, we covered the Super Bowl on Sunday. We recapped the Super Bowl on Monday. We had uh, Aaron Mukes with us for the first show. Dylan Kearns, the smoothest voice in sports casting, for the second show, and now me and Vinny are here to round out the end of the week for you guys. This, I, I hope this uh, final countdowns off the chain. I drop some questions. Let's go. I'm hype. I'm ready to talk some sports with everybody.
1: Let's get into it, you beautiful people in the chat. Don't mind this video. This is just for the audio listeners who are not in this chat. Everybody else turd nuggets we'll see you tomorrow